This is Carmel Baron. You're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix. It is Saturday, November 5th, 2022, 8 a.m. sharp. It's a little chilly outside, Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to your wife out there. Hi, wife. Love you. I'm not convinced. Um, don't forget about the Discord. We love people chat along with us on game day and every other day of the week talking football and bullshit. Um, we got the segment start times down in the description below. And thank you so much at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art you're seeing. Again, uh, you know, I won't pitch it forever, but great. Some original artwork is a great Christmas gift. I've done it myself and, um, you know, it's hard to beat. So if you're, if you're out there, if you're looking, get into Carmel Bear now before it gets too busy in the holiday season. Josh, how we durn this morning? Durn. How are you, Gar? That good, huh? I'm saying I'm doing pretty good. I'm not. Um, I guess I don't know. I, feel, I like. I think I, I told you I woke up this morning feeling a little extra tired. I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe it's just because I'm a little chillier inside. Maybe I need to crank up the heat or just put on pants or something. I'm not wearing pants. Not a communist. Not in my own house, but. Um, just got some nice little basketball shorts on per the use, but I'm doing pretty good. Just a little extra nice. chilly this morning, a little hungry, but I never like to eat before the pot, so I don't become a poopy boy, but what about you? How's your life been since, uh, since Tuesday? Anything cool Oh, you know, happen? it's been, uh, no, I went into the office, you know, did the whole work thing. Yeah. Um, I, uh, haven't really done much other than that, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, we, Are we both extremely so- boring. Well, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you knew this, but no. uh, Nikita got a new job. What? I did not know that. Yeah, um, and so she starts that on Monday, and so today we are going to Benihana as a celebration. Benihana—that's white people paradise, dude. Yeah, a little excited, um, and so we were going to go to Buca de Pepo, but. You know, I had already had that taco thought in my mind, and I think that they can read minds there. And Italian is kind of like the Mexico of the Europe. So the Mexico of the Europe. <laughs> so I, uh, I figured I might as well just skip that. So we're gonna go to White People Paradise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I just got too wrapped up. Did what is the new job? Did I miss that, or are you just saying you're celebrating, or do you not want to say? Which no, I didn't say what it is. No, she is going to be. So she got a job in Stearns County, which is St. Cloud. Okay, and. It, it's going to be in a closer um, going down to Anoka every day. Yeah, it's not in corrections anymore. It's in okay. child protection services. Okay, um, she'll blend or right something in. along those lines, and so she'll have <laughs> she'll have a caseload of her own. She'll be, you know, she'll be doing good. Um, it's a little bit different, but we we think it's going to be a good fit, or I think it's going to be a great fit. Sure, well, I'm very excited for you, Nikita. Obviously, you I know you li- usually listen to these, but you're here right now. That's very that's very cool. Honestly, I'm very excited. Obviously, the drive's a little less, and if it's a move you wanted to make, I don't know if corrections was brutal or if the commute was brutal. Doesn't matter what the decision ultimately was that moved you here, but that's cool. I mean, it's always exciting to change careers, and if you're excited about it, that's cool. So, big shout out to Nikita, big part of the Hood fam. So. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more about it. And maybe you won't have to get up at... Does she have to get up at four in the morning anymore? Maybe that was nope. the biggest decision maker. Because <laughs> that's terrible, dude. Yeah, uh, and four, four is sleeping in. Yeah, I guess so. Um, all right, no, that's cool. That's very exciting, Nikita. Good for you. Enjoy the Benihana. Uh, if they make a nice little... Um, 
What am I thinking? An uh, onion volcano. Make sure, Josh, make sure you put that in the greasy fox. All the white people will clap and be amazed. So, um, but that's yeah. cool. That's yeah. exciting well, for the family. Yeah, it is. And it'll be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, we're going to Benihana with a budget of $25 total. So, that fool even let you in the door, pal. They'll be like, all right, you can have one piece of calamari and now get the fuck out. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even order calamari. That just sounds dirty. <laughs> okay. All right, Josh. Uh, that no, that is exciting though. Good for you. Good for the good for the Mitchell fam. Um, you want to get into the start sit, pal? Uh sure. Um, last week didn't do so hot with our total picks, but we because we went two for two out of five. But we did go positive fourteen point four. We did pick the two players that had the biggest spread of their uh, um, other options. So good for us there. Um, overall, we're just above five hundred. Uh, Twenty two out of forty with a, but we're positive fifty three points. So um, you know if you're in uh, if you're in the Victoria's Secret League, that is you know that's kind of um, Jack's average. In, in standard scoring. Oh no! Uh, yep, that was a little bit of low blow. So I apologize, Jack, if you listen. But your team has been nothing but injured. So I'm I'm sorry. I uh, you did beat me to, though. I wouldn't be surprised to hear Jack doesn't listen. And I'll be honest, I've stopped listening to them. So it happens. Yeah, it does. Um, but but so we're still positive. Um, going into going into this week, I got some good picks. I think. Um, some picks that made me go, I don't know who I'd take here. Um, and so we're gonna go with quarterbacks first the busts at question mark Tua at chicago or fields versus miami both guys um touted as busts uh because the nfl is one of those it's 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 a millennial sport now if they ain't good or right away they're bad there ain't no rest so they want it now i don't know so, these kids aren't even millennials but i get it yeah, um, and so who do you who do you uh, who are you leaning towards, Gar? Well, I mean, initially, like I mean, at the start of the season, I would have been two all the way, but Tua has been pretty wildly inconsistent. Obviously, we saw the fencing, we saw the concussions, we saw the big ankle, the big ankle hit. The Kurt Angle walked onto the field and put him in that ankle lock on that Thursday or that uh, Sunday game, whatever it was. Um, I mean, against Detroit last week, though, if you're just going for recency bias, he put up almost 30 points on Detroit, which of course Detroit has a hysterically terrible defense, and they're playing Chicago this week, which Chicago slightly better defense, still terrible team. Um, but then Justin Fields, like the first two weeks, I believe he was like, or the first three weeks, maybe he was QB, I don't know, 47, something like that. And then like the, all the weeks since then, he's been like QB two. So Justin Fields has been absolutely lightening up that Miami defense is nothing special. Um, we saw Kirk Cousins put up numbers on them. So, I mean, without even sitting here and going down all the different tails of the tape, just just based on the trends, I feel like I'd be more comfortable going Justin Fields. Um, and that's how I'm feeling, though I do think the ceiling is higher for the Dolphins. I feel like they, I don't know, I feel like they're just not right yet. So I'd go Justin Fields off the top of my head, and I'm sure you're going to agree with that because he's in your fantasy lineups, but I'm feeling Mr. Ohio State himself. Um, he is not in my fantasy lineups um, because I have the Herber. Um, and, but yeah, no, I agree. Justin Fields, um, just based on the past few weeks alone, it seems like they're kind of um, adjusting the offense to him as opposed to making him adjust the offense, which is smart for the Bears. Uh, you know, typically those two words aren't, or those two things aren't associated, but, um, you know, he put up solid numbers last week. Um, I don't know if you know that. Um, you were playing against him. Um, hey, and Miami's hey, defense hey, is pretty bad. Hey, hey, one sec, one sec. Go fuck yourself. 
Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd go Fields in this situation. You know, they're at home. Um, he's got, I mean, they both have that threat of running, but I do think that um, the... Um, I do think that um, he's going to utilize a little bit more, capitalize a little bit more. All right, let's move on to the next one then, Josh. You put this down as the hurt and hungry category. We've got uh, DeAndre Swift, who, uh, you know, if anyone, uh, Josh likes to always take credit for all the things he called. I called DeAndre Swift was going to be banged up, and he was someone to avoid this year. So Swifty has just not been the case, and I believe a quote came out just this week that he says he can't promise anyone he'll be 100% the rest of the season. So that's pretty fucking alarming. But then we... So we have DeAndre Swift going up against Green Bay at home in Detroit, or we've got Lasagna Lenny versus the Rams also at home in Tampa Bay. Josh, who do you like here? You like the Swifty or you like the Lenny? Um, I like Lasagna in this situation, I guess. Uh, just, yeah, the, the comments made by Swift aren't encouraging. He missed another, I think he was very limited in practice from what I read, uh, going up against that stout Green Bay defense. Um and by stout, I mean, you know, short and fat and slow and bad. But, uh, um, I, you know, this is, I think that, you know, it's Jamal Williams is the backup going against his old team. I think that they might try to use him a little bit more just to kind of, you know, for the feel-good stories. Uh, because, I mean, the Detroit team doesn't have any other feel-good stories going on at this point. Um, so... Um, I would say that uh, Lasagna Lenny is going to be my pick out of these two. Um, and I'm a little disappointed you didn't call him by his real name. It's uh, Quadre Swift, you know, Q uh, for questionable on Andre Swift instead of DeAndre Swift. Somebody needs to mute that. Boo. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll, I'll happily go Leonard for that with you, Josh. That's fine. Okay. And who do we have next? Thank you. Uh, we've got the Rooks. Um, they're a couple wide receivers uh, that are rookies. Some, they've had some up weeks. They've had some down weeks. They've had some left weeks. They've had some right weeks. Uh, they've had some blue Garrett, weeks. They've had some red weeks. Yep. We've got Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, the- or Drake London, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons uh, versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Garlic. Who you got? <laughs> Garrett. Look. Uh, well, I mean, Garrett Wilson has been, uh, he's been pretty good. He definitely has had like a lull here between week, I don't know, we'll say week four through week seven. Um, but started the season hot and then, you know, put it back together against New England, of all people. You think New England's going to shut down your top option, but they did not. He had six receptions for 115 yards, and he only has two touchdowns in the whole season. Those came week two. So you'd argue he might get some more looks, but they're playing Buffalo. Leslie Frazier, I mean, people around here are uniquely familiar with how memeable Leslie Frazier can be as a head coach and a man who's never shown more than three emotions in his entire goddamn life. But, um, you know, in theory, if you're past a lot of you get to garbage time garrett wilson still has plenty of opportunities if buffalo goes up you know 48 rip within the first three minutes of the game otherwise drake london he has been much more inconsistent started the season hot but I say he's been in his lull since week four. He did get five targets last week, which is a nice, um, a nice, nice to see, nice opportunity. He corralled four of those, but only for 31 yards. So still only put up, you know, 5.1 fantasy points and half point PPR. So that's a little brutal. Playing the Chargers this week. The Chargers are bad, um, but 
you know, if you've had watched any of the Atlanta tape, they much prefer to ground and pound over anything else. And if they can get away with Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley and maybe, you know, flashes back this week, they would much prefer to throw the ball, or I mean to run the ball 60 times a game and throw it, you know, 30 if they could get away with it. So um, I would prefer Garrett Wilson just based on opportunity, just based on the fact that the Jets in theory should be passing a bunch. But, I mean, if you want to make a compelling argument for Drake London, please go ahead. Uh, no, I, <clears throat> I mean, I, I would definitely, uh, I'm, I'm definitely leaning towards, uh, um, Wilson as well, just because that team's going to throw the ball a bunch, um, you know, trying to play catch up division rivalry. Um, Buffalo defense isn't that stout. They let green Bay put up 17 and let's face it, you know, green Bay stinks. Um, and so, and then we've also, I mean, you said that the, the Falcons would be lucky to throw it 30 times. <laughs> You know, they want to throw it 30 times a game. I think that that's actually excessive. They don't want to throw the ball that much. Um, they, I'm trying to find out, I'm trying to find Mariota's uh, log on the season, but um, I can't because typing and talking is not my strong suit. Um, talking isn't a suit of mine at all. Can you walk um, and chew bubblegum? No. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, he's only thrown over 30 once this season. He's thrown 28, 26, 25, 20, 19, 14, 13. So he's, he's definitely on the whole, um, they're definitely on the whole run first. Um, so yeah, I'd go Garrett Wilson just for the safety of numbers. All right, Garrett Wilson it is. Josh, next we've got we've got the West Side story, as you have put it. We have Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Los Angeles Rams, going at Tampa Bay, so he's going from the west side all the way to the east side. Then we've got the other west side story, Mr. Gerald Everett for the Los Angeles Chargers, couple L.A. boys. He's going all the way east side down to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so we've got a couple west side boys heading out east, a couple of uh, people who share a stadium in Los Angeles going out to play Tampa Bay in Atlanta. Who do you like this week, Josh? Do you like Higby or do you like Mount Everett? I like Mount Everett. Uh, he's... Uh He's on the Chargers. Um, he gets he gets targets. Um, the Rams have just just been so hit and miss. And if your name doesn't if your name isn't Cooper Cup, you're not going to get a lot of targets. Um, and so I just think that going up against Atlanta, they're going to um, Everett's going to have a better game than Higby would against Tampa Bay, just because um, a little bit more consistent offense. I mean, this one's kind of a no-brainer for me. Tyler Higby, he's, I mean, in standard scoring, he's the tight end 20 in PPR 16, whereas Gerald Everett's the tight end 12 or the tight end 14. Um, of course, I guess Higby's had his bye, but Higby's just been much more inconsistent. He's gone 6, 10, 8, 12, 8, 1, bye, 2, whereas Everett's been, he's only been under 5 one time. Um, you know, he's been 12, 10, 14, well, I guess, never mind, he's been under 5 twice. He had a .7 in there against Cleveland, but I certainly yep, that think... that was the, the game f- that I had him. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Um, actually, no, Everett just had his buy as well. He's coming off his buy. I mean, I, I think Everett just has the much higher floor, um, which I guess maybe you're not going for if you're streaming tight ends. You probably want the higher ceiling, which I guess maybe in theory Higby has, but uh, maybe Everett even has the higher the higher ceiling. So in either, in either event, with Keenan Allen out, Mike Williams out, you know, Herbert has to throw the ball to someone. Give me Everett. Yeah. 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 Next up, we have our Always a favorite. Uh, we actually got one right. I don't know if we'd ever gotten one right on the season. So I decided to add a fourth player in there. We're pick the one that has the four oh, players. Jesus. Uh, just because we're on a hot hot streak. Um, but we've hot got the streak one, of week. one in a row. Yeah. Okay. Um, one week heroes. We've got Taysom versus Baltimore. Duvernay, wide receiver for Baltimore. 
at New Orleans, uh, jo- Josh Palmer at Atlanta, or Michael Carter versus Buffalo. Josh, you give me your thoughts first, pal. Um, my thoughts are, I don't want any of these guys. I do have Taysom in my lineup, but I don't know how he'd do against the Baltimore defense. Uh, Duvernay, we've already talked about as being fool's gold after week one. He's had a couple more weeks, I think, where he scored some points, um, but hasn't done a whole lot. But with Rashad Bateman out, um, Andrew's a little bit banged up. He might see more, but you'd have thought that would have been the case last game, and it wasn't him. It was um, um, somebody else. I forget the name because I'm bad at this job. Um, Josh Palmer coming off by, got injured receivers. He he was a little banged up, had a had a C word, um, at, aka concussion. Um, but it sounds like he's going to play. Or Michael Carter um, versus Buffalo. You know, he he got uh, he's just. I think Robert Sala hates him because you know Brees Hall comes in, takes his job, and then and he was drafted early last year, and so. Um, and then they go out and trade for James Robinson, who's had a little bit more time to learn the playbook. They're going up against a stout Buffalo defense. Um, I guess, gun to my head, I'd pick Palmer in this situation, um, similar to the reason we picked Everett. All right. Um, Josh, I'll be 100% honest. I didn't hear a fucking word you said because I was dealing with something on this side for the computer. But uh, having heard literally nothing that you said, I like do. <laughs> I like Duvernay this week. Um, he's got the opportunity with Shad Bateman at, and um, we've got uh, Mark Andrews banged up as well. If I had to rank them, I'd go Duvernay and then Carter because you think they're going to be passing to their passing back a lot in Buffalo, against, assuming they're down the whole time. I'd go Duvernay, Carter, um, Taysom, Palmer. I don't know if we had an agreement on Duvernay or if we're now we're going to have to duke it out, but I'm sorry, I'm now listening again. Um, well, I had Palmer as my lead. Um, All right. Now, I see without... This is more interesting because I feel like we agree so much. All right. So who was your second then? Because I hate Palmer this week. He's, he's still questionable also. Uh, my second this week would have been uh, Michael Carter. And then I would have gone Duvernay and then Taysom. Uh, I mean, both of our seconds were Michael Carter. Do you want to rest there? Do you really, really want to convince me for Palmer? No, we can rest on tried. Michael Carter. Okay. I, th- I think the ceiling for Duvernay is crazy high. That's why I love him. But if you want more of a floor play, I think Carter should have. I think Carter should have at least five receptions this week, which is especially helpful in the PPR formats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are, are you okay? Yeah. Are you sure? No. All right. Well, moving on. Fan, fan, L favorites. Um, Gar, do you want to? Oh, I could start off. I could start off. Um, okay. I went with Deion Jackson. He's a running back for Indianapolis. He's only $5,000. And we just found out yesterday uh, that uh, the number one overall pick in most fantasy leagues, uh, Jonathan Taylor, is out again. Um, and so I, I just think that, you know, starting running back for the team, most likely, um, $5,000, kind of a no brainer to toss him in. That way you have some extra Skrilla other places. All right. Um, this week, Josh, yeah, who do you have? I like A.J. Dillon. I like the theory of Green Bay goes up a lot, and then A.J. Dillon has to crush the rock. He's only 61 hunch. Um, I like that because I need him to be good this week because I will get eliminated in J.Wall's guillotine if A.J. Dillon doesn't do well this week because I didn't put in any bids and Saquon Barkley's on a bide and this and that. So I'm uh, almost praying that A.J. Dillon does well this week, but um, also I think he should for only 61 hunch. Not bad. And then I also like Amon Ross St. Brown. 
Uh, the stats came out this week. If you if you're a read it, um, you know if you're a read it scowler like I am. Uh, apparently, Amon Ross St. Brown, when T.J. Hawkinson's been at, he really goes off, and uh, T.J. T.J. Hawkinson is permanently at of that offense. So hopefully, Jared Goff is like, all right, I literally have no one else to throw to. Amon Ross St. Brown here's 20 targets today. So uh, for only 71 hunch, I like him being at least a two times, if not a three times value on that. Wow. The two All time, right. bro. Who do you got for bust of the week? Bust of the week, Josh. Uh, I mean, I really didn't like any of the busts this week, but I mean, in theory, we, we're a show here. We're putting out content that people want to bust this week. I got Tyreek Hill as a bust this week, Josh. Um, 87 Hunch, put that Chicago defense. Uh, their Chicago defense is obviously a big shell of what it was, but I feel like they should be able to figure out how to double or triple team Tyreek Hill the whole time. So, um, for that reason, you know, he'll probably still put up 10 fantasy points, maybe 15, but that's still a pretty low, you know, ROI, um, for the 8,700 paying on Tyreek. So I'm not saying Tyreek will put up zero fantasy points. I'm saying he'll be a terrible value, in which case he's a bust for me in that context. Yeah, I'm going with the unprecedented. Uh, my favorite and my bust of the week are the same person, uh, Deion Jackson, for $5,000. Uh, you'd think, <laughs> oh, that's a low price. Um, yes, it is, um, but he's going against the New England wow! defense. That's a low price! I know! It, it is. He's going against the New England defense, so people are going to say, oh, wow, $5,000 for a starting quarter or running back. Um, that's, you know, no brainer, like I said in the previous segment, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but I also feel like, uh, you got to temper expectations with him. He's not going to go out and put up 40 points and, and, you know, be the steal of the week. Like we had with Donta Foreman last week. Um, I think that, or Donta and then, um, who else was it that filled in for another guy? Ooh, yes. last, I can't think of anyone last week. Donta Foreman was obviously the big one. Um, Tyler Algier. That might've. No, I don't think it was him, but yeah, that might be the case. So, um, or it might be Dante that I'm thinking about. And so that's kind of where I'm, that's the, I don't think that it's going to be numbers like that, but you know, for $5,000, still have him in your lineup, just temper expectations, people. So he's not only a favorite, but he's also a bust. I love it. Uh, moving on, Josh, looks like neither of us did it again this week. You don't, uh, you don't want to spill your secrets on any sleeper over under contest. I promise I'll get back into it, but I've just not been motivated to put my money back in yet i did do a daily draft this week that was kind of fun but um you're, you got nothing for the sleeper over under this week josh yeah i mean i did win a contest on uh thursday night I, I lost one too because i copied somebody um, yeah 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 but uh so i still came out negative a dollar in that um yeah my numbers on the season um nikita's still listening so i don't want to say how much money i'd lost but oh, i haven't put no. any money in oh, so no. um so i guess technically if we're going to like last season i put in 40 total um technically i'm still even i haven't lost money um but i had you know my numbers were up over 100 this year and then now it's back down to 40 so it's not been a good good season for me uh, but i started off this way and who knows? Maybe I'll turn things around. I won't. Maybe. So this is if you're you're what in Sherburne County, right? This is the radio in Sherburne County in probably about five minutes. Just ladies and gentlemen, we got him. You're about to be FBI's most wanted, Josh. Quit losing money for the family. Got to put Asher through college, pal. But I haven't lost money. That's a thing. Mm, well, I have, but. Bingo. <laughs> weekly preview gar any big news any uh any storylines you want to talk about any waiver wire stuff league stuff 
Uh, waiver wire was pretty fucking dry this week. I'll be honest. I didn't. I don't even remember if I picked anyone up. Maybe I got lucky and snagged Duvernay somewhere, but he was probably owned already. Um, I was more interested in what you would think about. Uh, do you think any of the trade people have immediate impact this week? We saw when CMC went over his first week, he didn't really do a whole lot. He did get to play, but uh, his second week is really when he blossomed. And then you know Jeff Wilson, you know Mike McDaniel already came out and said he'll be active for Miami. Who knows? You know if Zach Moss plays. For for Indianapolis, who knows if Naeem Himes ends up playing for Buffalo. Um, TJ Hawkinson, who knows what kind of impact he has if he plays or if he, you know, if he's on a snap count. Any of the people that got traded, even Bradley Chubb on defense, and he got a big extension as well. He got a his Chubb got extended, if you know what I mean. Do you think any of the people who got traded this week will have an immediate impact and will be seeing highlights or nah? I think um, you know, I'm trying to like guys that might have an have an impact, and maybe not like fantasy relevant but a decent amount of playtime um chase claypool in chicago and then uh, naeem hines in buffalo i think that um you know with hines being a primarily like a receiving back um and then they have singletary as well i think that he's gonna get um they're gonna try him out as, and with a lot of the, like the third down or passing situations two minute drill type stuff maybe not two minute drill until he learns the playbook but um, I do think that they'll have plays designed where, like, he they focused with him on in practice, so he'll have some plays in the playbook designed uh, that he'll be out on the field and have an opportunity. Um, I don't think that'll be like, um, like I said, fantasy super fantasy relevant, but I do he'll get his. Um, and then Claypool, you know, there's just not a lot of individuals on that team um, playing wide receiver, and if he can, you know, learn some of the plays, he'll have a same, similar situation. All right. What do you think Sorry, about? Oh, it's gone. I was just going to say, I mean, I was going to move on. I was going to say, what do you think about the Lions and the Pack? Lions, whether it's been under Dan Campbell or not, Lions have played the Pack really hard, but they're also historically bad this year. Do you expect it to be a close game just because it is that division rivalry? Um, I'm sure a lot of people from the outside looking in are like, the Packers should fucking beat them 40 to nothing. But we know you and I have seen a lot of these games, a lot of these Lions-Packers games last couple of years. Maybe not every single game, but a lot of these games have, uh, have come down to the end there. The Lions have played the Packers very very hard in recent memory so do you think this game comes down close as a division rivalry or do you think the packers mop the floor with the sorry ass lions yeah i think it'll be close and then you know starting kickoff happens green bay takes it back for a tud and then they never <laughs> look back 75 to 3 wow that's um uh, that's quite the storyline josh yep um i do want to go back and touch on the waiver wire you didn't uh you didn't like Cordell Patterson on the waiver wire? I would assume most people held him. I don't know that how many people would have actually dropped him. Oh, because I picked him up in our league. I, in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League? I, I'm fucking dead, dude. I don't care. I'm not I'm not even oh, looking at the waiver yeah. wire anymore. Yeah, I, I was like, huh, that's weird. Um, I somehow noticed his name there. It turns out Willie dropped him the day before he was designated to return from IR. Ah, that's tough. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I that I'm fucking done in that league, dude. I'm toasted. I'm toasted in most of my leagues. I'm just going through the motions at this point. It does nothing matters. Oh no. Mm-hmm. We're, we've we've given up. We've I mean, thrown it, in the towel. You know, you've got it, the the double header thing. You could still turn it around. I mean, in theory, it's possible. But my team fucking stinks, and I don't think Cordell Patterson was going to be the difference between me in the playoffs and not. I guess. Uh, yeah. But yeah, all right. So if you got can nothing- we can we talk about how Derek is cheating and only has eight hundred and sixteen points against, and everybody else is sitting over like eight sixty? 
the luck of the draw, man. I don't know what you want. He also has a lot of points for it. Isn't he like top three in points for? He's number two. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's not even his fault. He's blowing everybody I at. I guess. If it makes you feel better. I think last week he lost to the media. And like his one, like I think he's what, 11 and 3, 12 and 4 or something. And last week I'm pretty sure he only put up 121. And one of his losses was to the median. Loser. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that all we got, Josh? Should we hit the outro? Yeah, we can go ahead and hit the outro. Go pack right. us. There you go. Go Packers. Um, yeah, don't forget, we've got the Discord. We appreciate everyone who listens. We will see you again Tuesday night. Um, I have been on the hot seat in the guillotine leagues for weeks and weeks at this point. The fact that I am still scraping by is almost a miracle. So, Josh, you might want to get your creative juices flowing. You might have to write at least one, if not two, obituaries for me. I might die in the guillotines in the same week, so that would be wild. But we'll be back Tuesday night. And I know I mentioned it on the Tuesday show. I won't really get too soapboxy, but I mean, I feel like I feel like I have the need to vote. And since you know we we have this platform and so many people here um, listen, I feel like they re- lean a little right and I lean a little left these days. So I mean, I would just ask people to question who they're voting for. Um, you know, Josh, you don't have to endorse anything I'm saying. I know you feel differently about politics than I do, but it's like the Republican Party ate when it used to be. So if you if someone who's listened, they've you know been hard red for a long. time time because of guns or because of whatever else i mean we got people out there still denying the election we got people out there who are just it's become the trump party and uh you know the people the more mainline streamlined republicans who have been like the mitt romneys or the john mccain's that party they are now the exception or the rules so if you're more of a moderate um i would say joe biden and you know tim Walz are no fucking different than joe biden really um or you know the mitt romneys i'd say mitt romney and you know joe biden are pretty pretty in line with each other whereas all the people who are much more trump aligned these days i would question you um you know and who you're who you're voting with and who you're voting around so and you know i mean one other thing it's like the the republican party today it's not even the party of freedom anymore they're, they're the republican party is currently actively trying to take away women's rights they're trying to ban what you can and can't teach in school i mean it's like i don't know the, i would i would take i would look at what they're doing and i don't think the republican party is the party you think it is anymore um and i would look at who's voting around you that's kind of you know it's well documented that i was a libertarian for a time and uh you know i voted right a lot and then i just kind of looked around and all i saw around me everyone who agreed with me was you know either a wealthy and or a crazy white person and um you know all you know all the racists are voting red all the people who are absolute nut jobs are voting red and you know it just sits there and makes me question why do all my beliefs align with these people and so i'm not saying anyone has to believe what i believe but i'll make one last second plea that i think you know you the, both both mainstream parties are pretty much controlled by corporations these days but i mean i i think voting red is very dangerous in this day and time and until that party can return to more of a, a miltose mitt romney john mccain type republican party i think voting red is very dangerous so i just want to make my plea to the masses um please consider voting all blue at least until a time where the republican party is not full of fucking nut jobs anymore not that anyone cares what i think but i would i would take a harder look at the stances um that you're some of the people you're voting for are taking that's i just want to i'm gonna write in vladimir putin that's you know that's one way to do it josh that's that's how you want to live your life you go for it pal yeah go pack us all right thank you for listening everybody and we will see you on tuesday night we're scared. Um, we're scared of an Obama presidency, and I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs>
I'm concerned about, um, you know, someone that, you know, cohorts with uh, domestic terrorists such as heirs. I have to tell you, he is a decent person and a person that you do not have to be scared as president of the United States. Now, I, I just, now I just, now, now look, I, I, I got to ask you a question. I do not uh, believe in, I can't trust Obama. I, I have read about him, and he's not, he's not, he's a, um, he's an Arab. He is not. No? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma he's a, he's a, he's a decent family man, citizen that I just happen to have disagreements with on, on fundamental issues, and that's what this campaign is all about. He's not. Thank you. Thank you.